I'm Matt Swain, and you're listening to the Reimagining Communications podcast, where we will discuss the opportunities and challenges facing companies on the road to optimizing their communications for the future. I have the honor of having Gary Reblin join me today. Gary is a 28-year veteran of the United States Postal Service and serves as Vice President of Product Innovation. Gary, thanks for joining me today. Well, thank you for having me. So, Gary, 28 years with the Postal Service. It's an impressive run, and I imagine it's also a pretty interesting time to be working at the Postal Service with all the change in the communications landscape. Yeah, it is an exciting time because whenever there's change going around, when you're in an innovation group, that's when there's an opportunity to make a difference. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm really looking forward to hearing about some of the work that you're doing in that space. But I am curious, the proverbial elephant in the room that you probably deal with at every cocktail party you go to is what's happening to the Postal Service. All I see is this news about declining mail volumes, lower revenues, missed targets. How do you, in your role today, help curb mail volume decline, assuming that that is a key objective of what you're working on? Yes, absolutely. So with mail itself, so our shipping business, we've actually done a great job of growing. We've had double-digit growth for the last five years, and we've really taken advantage of the e-commerce to increase that business, which has helped the overall postal service. On the mail side, first digital diversion, now I like to consider it digital competition, and it's two different things. Uh, What we consider diversion is something that before, like a contract or an agreement, which was always signed and went through the post office, which we had volume, has now moved to a new platform and a new way of doing that business. That is the hardest competition to go against. Now, what our marketing business, on the other hand, is really dealing with the new forms of advertising that have grown up as a result of digital. And that's more of advertising on a social media platform, mobile advertising, digital, everything from banners to email advertising. All that is more of new competition as a result of the digital age. And that's something that we have a lot more capability of strategizing, improving our products to compete not only today, but across the next 20 years as they evolve. And what are you going to make your product and what you do in order to compete in this new world? Yeah, I also think that an important piece of that is for marketing mail, for instance, it's been tied to being able to track open rates or read rates where maybe in a digital environment it's much easier to do so. So some of those barriers that have historically driven people to digital channels, I assume that those are also areas where you are trying to invest, to, whether it's with the tracking of the mail or otherwise, trying to get smarter about giving marketers the tools that they need to deliver more impactful campaigns and be able to track those. Absolutely. And some of the tools that we're putting in place and programs and add-ons really give us the ability to better track the attribution that goes associated with direct mail. And in fact, you know, we have many examples of companies that have actually moved away from mails, especially in areas like catalogs and others, where they were attributing their sales 
to digital channels. And what they found out was the fact that mail acts as a spark to get people to go online to make a purchase. So when they moved away from the catalog, because exactly what you said, they weren't attributing to it, they saw their sales go down. For example, if I'm flipping through a catalog, I see a shirt that I want, I go on a search engine, I put in what I'm looking for, I go to the site, I buy it, it's attributed to the search engine, not to the catalog that gave the person the idea to go and do that search. And that's the harder part of attribution with mail because it's hard copy, because it's physical. Often people then will go online or go to the store to make the purchase. Why is the person in the store? The person's in the store because they got the idea. And, you know, there are some means like coupons, coupon codes, and other things like that that can be used to give you very good attribution. However, on the other hand, much direct mail doesn't have a coupon code. It's really just selling what they already have so that becomes more difficult to do attribution. One thing that comes to mind in my life is that I have probably 30 Bed Bath & Beyond coupons stuffed in the door of the car that my wife just keeps piling them in there every time she gets a new one. And we'll never use all of them. But now that I think about it, every single day I get flashed the brand Bed Bath & Beyond because it's sitting in the car waiting for that next use. Absolutely. And, you know, people take it with them because they know that they need to have the coupon when they go to the store, because if they go buy it, you know, and I don't have the coupon, then I don't want to stop. And actually, that is some of the things that we'll talk about in a few minutes with informed delivery, that we're trying to solve that problem. And how can we give people access, both hard copy and through the digital to give them more flexibility to go into stores like Bed Bath & Beyond, no matter whether they have the physical mail piece with them or not, and still be able to get the coupon. Yeah, and I think that was an interesting thing that came out of this year's National Postal Forum, where Postmaster General Brennan was quoted saying, mail now sits at the intersection of the online and physical worlds. Given our reach and our ability to connect with every household in America, we own the opportunity to merge the physical and digital worlds. And I think the interesting thing there was informed delivery was a central part of that talk track for the benefit of those who are listening who are not familiar. Can you give a little bit of background on informed delivery and how many people are using it today, why it's important? Yeah, absolutely. Informed delivery is a huge program for, for the Postal Service. Essentially what it does is it gives everybody that signed up for the program a daily preview of the mail that they're going to receive that day. So in other words, I can go on to my phone right now and I have on my phone an app but I also get a daily email and usually comes in around 8 or 9 o'clock in the morning. And what that does is that shows me the mail pieces that are coming to me. So if I'm expecting something, I can look and see that it's there. It also gives me an idea of what I'm receiving. For myself, my wife usually sees the mail first, so she'll do the sortation. 
I now get to see the pieces that I'm receiving. And the example I like to use that really shows the value of that is last year, for example, I received a piece of direct mail which was an advertisement for a new driver. And they were having a sale that was 25% off. And I ended up, while I was still in work, going online and actually making the purchase for the new driver. When I got home that day, my wife hadn't set that piece aside for me. So my point that I'm always making is I would never have even seen that advertisement from a marketer's standpoint and also from my point of view because I may have bought that at full price if I didn't see that coupon. I'm able to better view what's in my mailbox, and the mail is really to a whole household. So it gives better visibility to that entire household. And for the marketer, it gives more impressions and it helps better ensure that the person that that mail piece was targeted to actually gets to see that mail piece. And I wonder if your wife was guarding against impulse spending by not setting that aside for you. So now she's changed your spending habits just with informed delivery. Absolutely. The other benefit from it is we also, for our marketers out there, do allow the capability of right now it's a black and white image or really a grayscale image that goes into your informed delivery. And how we do that is we basically, in order to sort the mail, like I was telling you before, the automation that actually sorts the mail down to the sequence that the carrier delivers it that day, In order to do that, we actually have a camera on every piece of equipment. That camera actually takes a snapshot of each piece, and that's how it deciphers the barcode to sort it to its end destination. We're able to use those images that are already being taken for sortation and use them now for a marketing purpose. So we just aggregate the images going to a household, and then we're able to send them to you in the morning. But what we have the capability of doing is also replacing that image. For example, if the marketer would prefer instead of a grayscale image going in there, a color image goes in there, they can send us the color image of that mail piece and we'll replace it. We also are adding two more things is to make it easier for the person receiving the mail We also allow there to be a click-through there. So in other words, if your end destination is sending them to a site, a website, you're able to click on to that mail piece and go directly to that mail site. Also for the marketer, we give a little additional space. We call it a ride-along where they can make an additional message to the end consumer, like, for example, save an extra 10% if you act within the next 24 hours, and they can put that into an extra spot just in informed delivery. So it reinforces the mail piece and maybe gives even more reason to click through while you're looking at the image on your phone to make a purchase. So the question that often follows that piece is, that sounds great. How do I do it? So if I'm a marketer or even in the transactional world, if I wanted to have a pay now button or vote my proxy for investor communications, how would I go about working with the Postal Service to do those image replacements? Okay. First of all, it's really simple and it's free. 
So those are, I think, the two most important things for marketers to understand. We actually have a portal, and it's just a matter of uploading the images of the mail piece. And if you've redesigned a ride-along thing, upload that, and then simply tell us the IDs of the mail pieces that you want to do it. So in other words, when you design a mailing, you put barcodes on it. Those barcodes are 31 digits long. So you just tell us, hey, you know what? I want that to go on to a few things. You can just say, I want this replacement image and that to go on to any piece with my mailer ID. Or you can say, hey, anything with my mailer ID and you serialize the mail pieces. So you can say from piece 1001 to 1100. So you just tell us what you want to do and then it's done. I, I mean, we've actually, we had a meeting here when we introduced this in which we met with some of the largest mailers out there and we showed them a display where in real time, we did this process, and it took us three minutes and one second to do it for a whole mailing. That's great. And I do think taking that mystery out of going through the process and even going through that first engagement, I've got to imagine that you're now seeing companies that have done it once now getting more comfortable doing it on a recurring basis and also more companies coming in and looking to replace that image. Right. We've now had over 800 brands do replacement images and campaigns through informed delivery. And one of the things that is attracting them is we now have over 13 million users signed up for informed delivery. These are consumers. So the base of consumers is expanding. And in fact, you know, over the summer and into the fall, we've been averaging a million new customers a month. So our expansion and our growth is astronomical, and we continue to move at that pace. So we're doing a lot. We still get close to 70% open rate every day on these emails. And the reason is, is because people see the value in what they're receiving. It is their mail. It's not just an advertisement. It's not a spam that's going to the thing. There's real value to people in what they're seeing and what they're receiving. So what we try and do is make sure for every benefit that we offer the marketers, we're making sure that we have an equal benefit that we're offering the consumers. Because as with any business, you know, if you're going to offer it for free, then there has to be a marketing advantage to the end business as well. And from our standpoint, it helps the response rate of the end marketers. And what does that do? That helps us compete in the digital world. It gives us another platform and it helps the overall response rate. It gives us better attribution. All those important things are key to our future strategy to compete in this digital world against growing platforms like mobile, like social, like digital advertising platforms. I think the interesting thing, I've done some research in this space as well. One of the things that was really interesting was that the millennial demographic was the most interested in the informed delivery offering. So in terms of connecting that elusive millennial 
with their physical mailbox and that digital overview, that informed delivery, it was a really interesting connection for them, more so than some other generations. Yeah, they easily get the value of the mix between digital and physical. It's not a big leap for them. They've grown up in this world. It's an easy ask, and they see the value associated with it and the ability to be able to, in real time, if a mail piece is going in, be able to skip to a digital platform such as a retailer's website and make that purchase of what they're seeing through their phone right now. So that's a real value to the millennials and really has, you know, for us been great because that's the generation that we're really trying to make sure still see value in hard copy. And the Postal Service's net strategy or overall strategy is we believe that mail packages and everything still has a big value proposition. And we're not running away from the physical in any way or means. But what we're trying to do is understand that we do need to enhance that in order to stay competitive. So by offering things like informed delivery, we're now creating a platform which we give the consumers, the generations, a new alternatives and new ways to enhance it And what it's doing is, at the same time, it's also making us more competitive as we continue to look at the competition from digital in general. I think one of the features separate from informed delivery that gets a lot of attention is informed visibility. Well, one of the things with informed visibility is it actually gives you all the tracking data that you need to know when mail has arrived. And now let's suppose you're doing an Omni campaign where you're actually going to send emails out after the mail piece has arrived in order to reinforce that mail piece that's going to be in that mailbox. The best time to do that is as shortly after that mail piece has arrived as possible because you want to reinforce that. So knowing when that mail piece has arrived, it acts as a trigger for other marketing material that they may want to do to the end consumer to make sure that the consumer has seen the deal, has acknowledged the deal, and has been able to make a choice of whether that deal is of value to them and whether or not they want to make a purchase. Because that's the biggest point for the marketer is it's not all about, you know, making sure that everyone purchases. The biggest obstacle is making sure everybody sees and knows what the deal is so that they make an informed decision. Because, you know, what I often, when I work with marketers, tell them is you can have the best offer in the world. You can have an offer that no one in their right mind would say no to. However, if the design of the mail piece and the way you advertise is done in such a way that nobody has interest enough to even look and read that, then that campaign will fail. And both the consumer is out because they had something that they probably wanted and would have been value to them, and the market is out because they obviously didn't make any money. So what we're trying to do is work with marketers. So number one, and this is very important to the Postal Service, We want them to properly target 
the end consumer. We don't want people receiving mail that they have no interest in, that they wouldn't purchase from anyways. So our number one objective is when you receive something, at least to know why you received it. It makes sense that I got this golf magazine. I may not be ready to buy anything else at this time, but it makes sense that I received it because I like golf. Okay. Now, the next thing is we want to make sure that they actually see the offer and know the offer so that they can make a proper decision on that. And the informed delivery just gives them another platform that increases your impressions, that gives you more of a chance to do that. We also have received permission to move forward on our what we call our promotions what our promotions do is it allows us to work with marketers and actually give them a percentage off their mailing if they try a new advanced technique. So in other words, what I can do is if they use certain things like texture on their paper, if they use scent, if they use like a color mobile QR code, all different ways that can drive a more positive return on investment on their mail piece. What the postal service is, we want them to use those best practices so that the consumer receives better mail pieces, more interesting mail pieces are able to pick out what they want. And then everyone in the end is happier, both the consumer and the mailer because their return on investment is higher they use more of the postal service. The consumer is happier because they're receiving the offers that they want, that they need, and that are understandable. You do a great job of positioning where technology can work to the advantage of the postal service from a digital and physical combination standpoint. But I've got to imagine in other ways, you know, technology is still seen as an enemy of the Postal Service because it diverts communications away. So I do wonder, with that context and tracking mail volume decline, you know, versus shipping, which clearly there, there's good growth, where does the Postal Service fit into consumers' lives five years from now? Well, the analogy that I like to make is you can't avoid what's happening. You need to go along with what's happening. The Postal Service does not want to be the next example like Kodak or Blockbuster on how people didn't change with the time and thought that they had something that would continue forever and didn't adapt and change and recognize what's going on in the world. That's our number one objective is strategize, don't bemoan it, strategize, look at it, and try and find the opportunities associated with the world and the way it's changing to continue to improve your product. I'll just take, for example, the Direct Mail Marketing Association, for example, measures the response rate on direct mail. Over the last five years, it has gone up from 3.8% for a house list to 5.1% as measured by them. Part of the reason is mail continues to improve. Targeting improves, mail pieces are improving, and that's what we have to do as an industry. What things like informed delivery does, getting mailers to use better techniques, 
making things more engaging for the end consumer and continue to drive that in a direction that is positive and allow us to compete in a digital world. Because physical still has many advantages. In fact, there's been many studies about how the brain reacts to a physical message as opposed to a digital message. And the key is people recall physical messages better. They tend to, they're not overloaded with mail. For example, people see thousands of digital images and advertisements every single day. The brain has actually become attuned to ignore a banner and what's on the side of a message and to focus in just on the content because digital has taught them that. You know, you got spam blockers. You've got the problems that the industry is dealing with, with bots and false attribution and so forth. So their world is not a as well. You know, hard copy still has its place and its advantages, and it's up to us to take advantage of those advantages, but also to enhance our product using digital and the digital world to make us even better, and like you said, to continue to become sustainable, to continue to grow. Our goal is to be around for five years or 10 years. Our goal is to be around forever, you know, to continue to be a important part of the United States economy. You know, if you look at shipping, we were the ones that set a strategy from day one to be the B2C shipper, and that's business to consumer, the leading shipper. Today, we deliver more packages to consumer than any other company. That's based on how we redirected our shipping strategy. We didn't want to go after business to business, which is what UPS and FedEx really were experts. You know, we instead tried to get our own niche. And fact that we were at every door every day, how can we take advantage of this growing e-commerce platform? And we set those strategies five to 10 years ago. We think we're doing the same exact thing today with mail and with advertising mail. Well, Gary, thanks for the energy and enthusiasm that you bring to this market. I appreciate that. Thank you. I'm Matt Swain, and you've been listening to the Reimagining Communications podcast. To learn more about Broadridge, our insights and innovations, visit broadridge.com or find us on Twitter and LinkedIn.